Since May 2015, there are 6.5 million special needs students enrolled in public schools. Of those 6.5 million, only roughly less than 20% will receive a high school diploma. After they do graduate, what's next for these students? What role do the parents serve? And are they even aware of the services being given to their children in schools? Ali and I will discuss what we think hinder special needs students and what improvements are being made in certain school districts. There lies a lack of funding and support for special education students. Not all regional school districts are able to give the same resources. The special education aides come into work without the necessary knowledge and experience to take care of these students. According to EdJoin, the number one site for education jobs, the requirements to apply for this position are as follows. CPR and first aid certification, three letters of recommendation, the No Child Left Behind compliance, an AA degree or higher, and resume. I interviewed my mom, who's been working as a special education aide going on 18 years. My first question to my mom was, what training did you get when you first started the district? She said, it was pretty much on-the-job training. I had to learn throughout the day. You learn what each student needs. Some are a little more hands-on, and others need some kind of reinforcement. My mom started off as a volunteer in my kindergarten class. There was a little girl who had Down syndrome, and my mom would always help her out. After a year of this volunteer work, they offered her position, which started the following school year as an inclusional aide for this um, young girl. My mom only has a high school degree, and it wasn't up until about seven years ago did the district make her take the No Child Left Behind test. My next question to her was, when substitutes come in, what skills do you see that they lack? Do you think any changes are needed in the training, or do you think the job requirements need to be re-standardized? She said, it depends. You'll get some who come in and will ask questions and try to help. Then you'll get others who are kind of lazy and just sit back and let us do everything. It's hard to have a measurable qualification because a lot of the things a person needs to have are characteristics rather than qualifications. They have to be patient. They have to be lovable and ready to embrace these students like they are their own. These kids are special. They have an innocence about them that takes a whole lot of patience. But as far as qualifications go, they do need to be trained in tube feeding, diaper changing. They always have to be ready to run because we have students who just take off. And they have to learn what each student specifically needs. After hearing this, I was very surprised. I had recently applied for a special education aid position in a local school district. The test I was required to take doesn't really measure if a person is suitable for a position. It was more a test of common sense. Up until last semester, I really didn't have much experience with special education, yet I was offered a position within a district as an aide. Hi, um, my name is Ali, and I would like to interview you about what resources does Arnold Beckman High School offer inside and outside the classrooms for special ed students? Okay. Sorry. Well, the resources we we kind of you observed a little bit we offer um, it's a completely separate um, separate but integrated classroom where we're fully included with the whole campus in terms of kids navigating the campus doing you know going into various classes no matter the severity however we do have more um, direct resource classes for our kids with autism and moderate to severe needs. So for example, we have the life skills class that works with cooking curriculum. Uh, we have the class garden where the kids grow all of their own crops and then they learn about it, they grow it, they harvest it, they take care of it, uh, and then we cook with it. So today we even 
cook veggie scrambles with all of the veggies from the garden, which is cool. Uh, we have an in-class laundry facility, um, and then, um, so that's pretty much like things that happen here at school. Uh, we have inclusion programs, buddy programs that are resources to their peers, and then that branches out to outside clubs that um, integrate special needs students with gen ed peers to form meaningful relationships. Um, then we have weekly community-based instruction where the kids go out into the community. We have a calendar of different places that we go. For example, we take the public transportation, they'll go to grocery stores, they'll navigate those types of scenarios. We'll go to restaurants, we'll go to amusement places, movies. It just depends each month kind of what we're targeting and they learn how to use money, they learn how to navigate community um, safety things, um, purchase, talk, socialization with the uh, community. They find different resources while we're out there. So, um, And then depending on the family, if there's uh, English language learners or if there's uh, more lower income families, the district and the school provides various workshops for them. Not all school districts provide special education students with assistive gross motor equipment. Not that parents are not capable of teaching students laundry and cooking, but students should deserve the programs and inclusion that prepares them for life after high school. This kind of preparation should be given through the school district. Hello, so I know you use technology in your classroom. I wanted to know what kind of technology do you use to help provide for special education students to help assist them to learn? So we use a lot of uh, different variety of technologies in our classroom. Each student has their own iPad or personal laptops, and some students have a program on their iPad called Prolico2Go, which is a uh, communication application which basically gives um, a voice to students that might not otherwise have a voice because maybe physically they, they're unable to speak. Um, so that's like a tremendous asset to a lot of these students who might not otherwise have that ability to communicate. So uh, when we use programs like that, we can see reduced behaviors because many times these students are just trying to communicate with us. Um, so that's one program that's really beneficial. Um, I mean, they also help students in other ways. If some students aren't able to write with a pen, they can use their iPad to type in. We can take pictures of text and we can enlarge it using the camera to make it bigger. Um, uh, they can take photographs of lesson and they can review it later. Um, so really, I think technology is really helping a lot of our students help themselves um, in the classroom. I also want to talk about what benefits have you seen in implementing technology in the classroom for yourself as a teacher and for the students? Okay. So I implement a lot of technology in the classroom. Um, I use a variety of tools. Um, one of them is a website called Pear Deck. And what I'll do is I'll basically pop it on the, on the board in front of the students. And it will all, all the slides will appear on their iPads at the same time, and they have to move at the same pace with me. So they can't move on to the next question till I'm, till I'm done with it. And as they input their answers, I'm able to see their answers on my laptop as well. So I know where each student is or where one's struggling so that I can say, oh, okay, student A had trouble with this, and I can go help them out. So it's a really cool way to kind of get, like, live uh, progress of everyone. So it's kind of like I can, I can see everyone's paper at once so I don't have to walk around. 
Um, so that's some, some really awesome software, and um, there's a lot of fun things you can do. You can draw on there, you can do a voting option, um, you can uh, do multiple choice, um, and so it's kind of fun and exciting for them. Uh, I also use uh, another program, uh, it's called Kahoot, which is basically an interactive quiz. So basically the, the questions pop up on the board and I can make my own questions from whatever lesson we just did. Um, and then the students have to answer the questions as fast as they can and hopefully get it right. So the ones that answer it the fastest and get it correct, uh, their, their names will appear on a leaderboard. So it's really cool. The kids get to see their name, and then they see them like, yes, I'm, I'm number one. So it's it's really it's a really good way to, to keep their attention as well. Um, some other programs I use, I use one called Active Inspire, which uh, we basically use a smart board. Students can come up to the board. They can do different things. Um, they like it because it, all attention is on them. Um, so it's just a fun way. They can do things. They can draw on it. They can fill in blanks, move objects around. We count. Um, and I pretty much I use that software every day um, for lessons I've made um, or just just anything else really. Um, it's it's probably my most used piece of software. Um, and I also teach a technology class uh, as well, which which we're doing right now. Um, one one of the things we're working on we're making like a short news segment, so the students are learning how to record using their iPads. Uh, they're using a microphone adapter, so they're plugging in. Um, we're also using a green screen, so we're learning how to, to, to remove the green and then add something else in. Um, they're, they're editing their video in iMovie, so they're learning how to edit sound and edit video, which is really fun, um, so they can make their own videos. Uh, we also do other things in this class. We learn how to use um, programs like uh, Google Drive, which includes uh, Google Docs, and Google Sheets, and slideshows. Um, and also, like right now, I'm having the students practice on sending emails. So they're sending me an email about what they did on their trip yesterday. So, I mean, I think uh, I, I implement a lot of technology in my classroom, but I think it's done so in a useful way, which is fun and interactive for the students, um, as well as helps their ability cognitively um, and socially as well. There should be funding and support for special education students in all regional school districts. A geographic location should not determine whether a student receives resources or fundings. When I was in high school, the special education classrooms were not implementing technology, nor did they have a great deal of instruction on life skills just like Ali's high school does. It is sad to say, but inequities in education are even affecting students with special needs. Changes need to be made in funding for these students, as well as providing formal training that will better prepare the aides with the necessary knowledge and experience to take care of these students.